This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This is a Dude Studios production. And hey, I'm the dude. Mint Mobile has reimagined the wireless shopping experience and made it way easier. There's no stores, no salespeople, no nonsense. Just a huge savings on the nation's largest, most reliable 5G network. With plans as low as $15 a month, you have unlimited talk, unlimited text, and you can find the perfect data plan that suits you. You can even bring your old phone if you're still used to it. Or if you want to get rid of your old phone and upgrade, Mint Mobile has a large selection of phones for you to choose from. Just follow the link for Mint Mobile in the description of this podcast. Check out the plans and the opportunities for you to save some money with your new wireless service. Go to mintmobile.com today. Now, Laura Hope in the Arctones, would you please help me get this started? Welcome back to Hey Bartender Podcast, the only podcast that forgives and forgets for the right amount of money. I am your host, the dude. You can call me Anthony if you like. How's everybody doing tonight? It's uh, this is episode two nineteen. Trying to keep up with all the other big podcasters out there. Doing my best. You know, they uh, always told me when you uh, really enjoy doing something, just keep at it, and eventually. Think good things will happen. Yeah, you know, I'm starting to believe that. I've met some really cool people on this show. But, uh, you know, this is the beginning of the podcast, so we got to start off with the drink special. You come into my bar, first thing you look at is the uh, drink special board to find out what the special is for the night. You'll realize that I didn't write anything. So I got to think of something off the spot. Now, I, this time I didn't think of something off the spot. Since everybody got started putting up their Christmas decorations about four seconds after the last doorbell ring on Halloween, I decided, hey, why not? Let's join the club. Uh, Let's start talking about some groovy holiday drinks. Uh, So this one I got up, uh, got off of mixthatdrink.com. It's called a candy cane cocktail recipe. Now, what they say about it, the, the gorgeous and tasty candy cane cocktail tastes like its namesake. It's all mint and berry with a hint of chocolate. It's got just enough cream to make it feel luxurious, and the pink color in the drink and the glass rimmed with crushed peppermint candy is just beautiful. Ingredients you're going to need. Three-quarter ounce of Skyberry vodka. Three-quarter ounce of peppermint schnapps. Three-quarter ounce of white cream de cacao. One-quarter ounce of grenadine. Three-quarter ounce of half and half. And some crushed hard peppermint candy. Now, what you're going to need to do, here are the instructions. I want you to take those uh, peppermint candies, crush the shit out of them, get them somewhere between dust and uh, gravel, and then you mix the vodka, peppermint schnapps, grenadine, and cream to cacao in your ice shaker. Shake the shit out of it. Get nice and cold. Be sure to shake it up thoroughly. You rim your martini glass with the crushed hard peppermint candy, 
you can do that any way you want using uh but uh don't lick the rim that's just rude and uh once you've got it in there top it off with just a little bit of half and half and serve now, if you guys uh, get the chance to try that out, let me know what you think of it. Email me, dude at heybartenderpodcast.com. I'd love to hear what your customers think about what these drinks that I keep telling you about. And, uh, you know, it, send pictures of how, uh, how it turned out, how, uh, how it made it onto the bar for you. And I'll post it on the Instagram because I love doing that. Now, on to tonight's show. This is the Wednesday show where it's just you and me talking a little bit. Um, you know, a couple episodes ago, some of you might remember, I did a show about my life in fast food and, you know, and how, you know, proud of it. I was, it was a job I needed. It was a job that helped me find, gave me the time to find direction and where I wanted to go. But there was one story that all of a sudden popped into my head after I, uh, after I posted it and it's one of those stories that one of those things that had bothered me, uh, past tense, for a very long now. Now, since I'm still thinking about it, uh, thirty years later, uh, not no, but almost thirty years later, it probably does still bother me a little bit. But you know, when I was working in fast food, I made some uh, pretty good friends. We all got along. Uh, we were all joking around with each other. Uh, I. Since I was the maintenance guy, I really didn't have to be in close quarters with the cooks or the uh, people at the registers or the drive-thru. I just wandered around, and it, uh, they'd just walk by and say, hey, Anthony, and I'd be, hey, and then, you know, keep doing my cleaning job or repair job, whatever I needed to do. But every once in a while, I um, made good friends and really got into good conversations with them. There was this one girl. She and I became really good friends. She was really easy to talk to. She had a pretty smile, and she had a good uh, manner about her. I, uh, Yeah, I had a little crush on her. And I kept my distance away from her because she, had a, uh, she told me she had a boyfriend. I have no problem with being friends with the girls, but once uh, I find out that they have a boyfriend or in my later years I find out they're married, they are completely off limits. I do not make any moves. I do not do anything that I consider flirting. It uh, It's just a rule that I live by. I do not mess with other people's relationships. Even in the case uh, where I do like the person a little bit more than a friend, but I see them in a toxic relationship, I still will not get involved. Maybe throw down one or two touches of wisdom every now and then, but I stay clear just because... I don't want to be blamed for ruining somebody's life. But we became friends. I started really looking forward to seeing her when uh, I looked at the job schedule, find out which uh, shifts that we worked together. Uh, I started uh, looking forward to saying hi to her when she showed up. Even got a little upset one time when I found out that she was going to work the night shift for a little while. But mostly she worked the day shift because uh, so she could have time to see uh, her boyfriend. Now... By and at the time, I thought their relationship was a little toxic, just because uh, her parents didn't want her to have anything to do with him. He was uh, slightly older than her. She she was uh, eighteen at the time, pretty sure seventeen, eighteen, and uh, uh, her parents didn't like her boyfriend, so she'd sneak out to go see him uh, or whatever, and. Uh, 
Plus, there was that one time where she went home and she said that one of the cooks was trying to make a move on her, and that upset him. So he decided to come in the next day to find out who this guy was and beat his ass. Now, our store manager nipped that in the bud right away and told him, you are not to come into this McDonald's while she's on shift. And, uh, you know, believe it or not, you can get 86 from a McDonald's. It's totally possible. But he didn't mind me so much. She uh, she talked about me uh, to him, and I actually did meet him, and he seemed pretty cool with me. He, uh, uh, he sat and listened to some of the demos me and my band at the time were uh, working on. Uh, he didn't really care that I was hanging around his girlfriend, and uh, we were just friends. And that's all it was. And, you know, things, uh, things happen, things go by. And, you know, even one time, uh, this was uh, kind of a bummer for me. She, I, I went over and talked to her because just the night before, I went out with some friends and there were a couple people that were there with us. There was one girl that was sitting at the table at the diner with us who I'd never met before. And uh, she just all of a sudden blurted out, you have pretty eyes. You have really pretty eyes. Now, uh, there's another story that goes along with that. Bottom, uh, long story short, uh, the buddy I was talking to at the time, uh, he got insanely jealous about that uh, because I guess he was after her, and all of a sudden she's looking at me, and he thinks I'm trying to cock block him. I wasn't. The compliment where she said that I have pretty eyes came out of nowhere, and I was just, oh, okay, hey, thanks. So the next day, I went back to work and I felt like I had to tell my friend about that. And she, I was, I walked over to her and she's like, uh, uh, she's like, really that happened? I said, yeah, this girl just out of the blue just told me I had pretty eyes. And she goes, actually, that was the first thing I noticed about you when I first met you. And I was like, what? And she's like, yeah, I had a crush on you when I first met you, but you know, I didn't say anything because I was already in a, uh, working on a relationship with my boyfriend and I was and I, I believe my reaction to that was, damn, damn it. And I kind of left it alone. I never pursued it. I never did anything uh, because, like I said, she was in a relationship. I'm not going to stand there and ruin it. And, you know, I built, built up my self-esteem a little bit because uh, I pretty much think I'm average Joe. I can walk in and out of any place and uh, not be noticed. But that's just my own personal self-esteem. And, you know, which is something I am, it's a constant work in, uh, work in progress to build up my own self-esteem. But we stayed friends for a very long time. I, I mean, I worked at McDonald's for a year and a half. And she and I, we uh, never really officially hung out together. Yes, like I said, I called her up one night and I said, hey, uh, I want you to listen to this demo. Can I come over? And she was like, yeah, come over. And uh, her and her boyfriend sat and listened to it with us. And uh, they were like, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, that, uh, that's uh, really good. Later, they took me aside and said, uh, we thought the lyrics were terrible. The guitar player was uh, kind of full of himself, but the drums were awesome because I was the drummer back then. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Uh, it's something to work on. And uh, we uh, didn't really hang outside of work ever. Uh, there, I mean, there was one time I think we were, we accidentally met up at the same diner. We were hanging out at the same place, but that was pretty much it. Our, our relationship was completely based at work, and 
I considered us uh, really good friends. She cons- she told me that she considered us really f- good friends, some, and I she considered me somebody that she could trust. I like that. But all of a sudden, one day, I walk in, and uh, you know what? I'm not going to tell you guys what the deal was. Uh, I've been... I'll, I'll get get to that a little bit later. But she had had a shock in her life. Something new uh, had just happened in her life. And uh, I just, you know, my usual morning, I walk in and I see her, uh, see her in the break room and I say, hey, how's it going? And she told me what was going on. Just blah, right there. And I went, whoa, okay. So, uh what's the deal? What, what are we going to do? What are you going to do? And she was kind of in debate on how she was going to handle this new situation because, uh, she was, uh, she was, she wasn't sure how her parents were going to handle it. Like, like I told you before, her parents really didn't like her boyfriend. Truth being told, I didn't like him either. He was, uh, he was a schmuck, but, uh, they, uh, she wasn't sure what her parents were going to do. And I, so she confided in me everything that was going on, all the stuff that she was thinking about. And I was genuinely worried about her because, uh, I had certain, uh, values at the time that I've, uh, currently loosened up about not, not currently, but I'm not going to tell you what that opinion is or what the deal is, but, uh, I've, uh, came to the realization that sometimes things just need to happen. And uh, because of various situations, some people do it just out of convenience, but sometimes things need to happen just for pure safety. So um, she wasn't sure how her parents were going to handle it. She was pretty sure that her father uh, was going to beat the hell out of somebody who who was whoever was within arm's reach probably and so she was in a very very deep debate on what she should do about it and god i wanted to give her advice about how to you know what to do how to handle it give her options on things that you could she could do instead but uh i had nothing uh, i mean shit i was 18 19 years old i don't know shit about the world and, you know, coming out of, uh, private school, it, uh, you know, my ears are ringing with what should happen, but all of a sudden, once getting out of private school for me, things went from black and white to shades of gray. So maybe they're right. Maybe they, this person has a point. Maybe this person's a complete idiot. And, you know, then you, that's when you should really start doing research and develop your own, uh, your own ideals your your own uh you know your own morals because at first when we're young we're taught uh things that uh, should happen morally but as i got older i started thinking okay for them it was black and white if this should happen this has to happen but as i get older i'm sitting there going okay yeah but this happens this should in a in the world that they created for my mind should happen, but there's also consequences to that. So then what do you do? So I, I I wanted to give her advice. I wanted to be, 
give her brotherly advice, let's say, because like, like I said, I'm, uh, I was just a friend and she trusted me. I was the only person at work that I know of at the time that she told about what the situation was going on. And so I, you know, I went through the day and still joked around like I always do with everybody. Uh, no, no, most of the time I was quiet and I just wandered in and out and, you know, said hi, maybe threw out a, uh, funny joke here and there, but I pretty much, uh, was dwelling on her problem for a few days. And then eventually, uh, I was, I went in to McDonald's for a late night shift. Now the late night shift was where we went in right after the store closed and we did a deep cleaning. I mean, pull the grills out, pull the, uh, uh, the deep fryers out, clean the floors underneath that, scrub the floors, uh, clean the air vents, all that stuff. And the guy that I was working with doing that shift, he and I are about the same age. He and I uh, started, uh, started talking, and he looks at me and he goes, something bothering you? And I said, oh, I got a friend that's in a little bit of trouble right now. And he goes, and then he blurts out, it's her, isn't it? And I said, she, did she tell you? And he goes, no, she didn't. And I went, ah, oh, crap. I just told him. And cause he, he said he noticed that she was going through some stuff, but she wouldn't tell him. And it was a secret that I was supposed to keep. And, uh, I didn't. I just all of a sudden just blurted it right out because I sat back and thought she probably told him and I was wrong. So I expressed my problems with it. I was just like, I don't want her to go through it. I don't want to, I don't want this and that to happen because I think it, it'll just mess things up for the future. And um, my coworker agreed with me and he was like, oh yeah, I totally understand. And at the end of that shift, you know, they opened up this, uh, opened up the store back at 6 a.m. And I went home, I went to bed and didn't think anything else of it. Just, uh, I was just like, okay, yeah, nothing's going to happen. But he decided to approach her about it and talk to her himself and give her his views, his options. And immediately she was mad at me because I spilled the beans. Nobody else was supposed to know. And the next, uh, uh, the next time I saw him, uh, I, he says, Oh, by the way, she's mad at you now. So very nonchalantly. He's just like, yeah, by the way, she's mad at you now. Why? Oh, I went and talked to her and I said, Oh fuck man. Come on. And he said, he's, she needed help. She looked like that. She'd been, uh, been crying all night. And so I decided to talk to her and I said, ah, shit. So the next time I came into work, I walked over to her and didn't say hi. I didn't uh, do anything other than walk up to her and I said, can I please explain? And she says, no. And I said, fine. And I gave her her space, immediately walked away from her. And she gave it about 10, 15 minutes and she came over to me and she goes, okay, give it, give it your best shot. And I told her, look, I thought he knew 
he mentioned you and I thought he knew in, uh, uh, you know, I feel really bad for telling him. And she goes, well, that's not what he said. He said that you just went out and told him. And I was like, look, listen, I am so sorry. She hated me for that. From that second on, she said, I thought you were somebody I can trust. I thought some, you were somebody that I could go to with my problems, but I see now that I can't. And, uh, so I lived with that on my conscience for quite a few years. Uh, it was shortly before I moved to Seattle to learn audio production and, uh, it, and you know, that moment that was on my mind for a very, very long time. And I, I thought I felt like shit. And I was like, I accidentally blurted out a problem that she confide in me and um and now i've ruined it i've told people and now uh from that moment for a long time i felt nothing but guilt it was a brick that sat on my shoulders for years hey bartender I want to take a second to talk about the Performance Package 4.0 from Manscaped.com. It contains the Lawnmower 4.0, an all-new skin-safe electric trimmer, the Weed Whacker, ear and nose hair trimmer, Crop Reserver, anti-chafing ball deodorant, Crop Reviver, ball spray toner, Magic Mats, disposable shaving mats. It also contains two free gifts, the Shed, which is a travel bag to keep everything in, and Manscaped boxers, anti-chafing boxers. Go to manscaped.com right now and use promo code HEYBARTENDER at checkout and get 20% off your entire order plus free shipping. You can't beat that. 20% off plus free shipping. It's coming up on Christmas time. It would be the perfect gift for that man in your life. Or if you just need it for yourself, just so you can feel a little bit better, a little bit more secure, go to manscaped.com and use promo code HEYBARTENDER to get 20% off plus free shipping. Go there today. Hey, bartender. Okay, now, so cut to about three, maybe four years later. Uh, I've been working as a bartender at a so-called Friends Bar for uh, a little bit of time and was doing pretty well. And I went into work one day to get my paycheck and then straight over to the bank to deposit it. And who do I see walking down the street but that same friend from McDonald's? And immediately I stopped my car right where it was. I think I took up uh, while I was driving a Plymouth Neon, so probably a parking spot and a half. Uh and, uh, no, one parking spot, uh, but at least two of them. Anyway, uh, that's not the point. Uh, I see her walking down the street and I immediately stop my car and I jump out and say, Hey, and she goes, Anthony from McDonald's. Right. And I said, yeah, Hey, how you been? And she goes, Oh yeah, I'm doing fine. And we immediately start talking, uh, for a few seconds and, she said, oh, I'm just wandering around looking for a job. And I said, you want a waitress? And she goes, I suppose. And I said, come with me. So I took her over to my restaurant. And I said, I immediately turned to my manager and I said, she needs an application right now. 
And so she filled out an application and apparently my, me saying that she need, uh, she can work there was good enough because she was hired almost immediately. She and I started working together and, uh, you know, I w I would say that for the first, oh, couple months, I was a little uncomfortable around her, but I was happy to see my friend again. And, you know, the changes that happened in her life uh, since then, the toxic boyfriend she had, uh, she had when we worked at McDonald's together, she, she had broken up with and called it quits completely. And now she'd moved on. She's with another guy. And, you know, we're, and I'm doing my usual thing, you know, hey, and uh, told her, you know, uh, tell her a joke every now and then, offered her a ride home or a ride mostly a ride to work from her home because she walked uh, most of the time. And I was like, hey, hey, get in my, get in the car. I'll give you a ride. And, uh, you know, just, it was, it was, uh, it was nice to see her again. And I even told my friend Shannon that, uh, I told Shannon the backstory, uh, basically some of it, what I told, uh, what I just told you guys. And, uh, as we're working behind the bar, she, uh, she was always quick to, uh, do her job, do her side work. And then she went home. She never stuck around for a shifter, even though I offered it to her a couple times. She's ah, no, I better not. And, uh, one night I decided to, uh, talk to her. I was get, you know, cause to me it was a big ass elephant in the room. I don't know what it was like for her. And I took her aside and I said, listen, I know we had a huge falling out uh, years ago, but and I just want to tell you I am still so sorry. And she uh, took a second and she goes, you know, I thought about that moment recently. And I understand now you were just concerned. You were uh, just worried about me. And I forgive you for it. And I was... That was a weight that was taken off my shoulders that you wouldn't believe. And, you know, imagine you're working on your car, trying to replace an oil filter, and all of a sudden the jack uh, lets go. And you got your car sitting on top of your chest until somebody comes out and then jacks the car back up and gets the car off your chest. That's the way it felt for me. It, I was like, oh, my God, she forgave me. Th this is amazing. I, you know, I feel good good about myself again not great but good and then i said well i gotta tell somebody then i jokingly to myself i went fuck i got nobody to tell because i've never told anybody this story and uh about the falling out i mean i told everybody that you know, she and i were used to be friends at, uh when we worked at mcdonald's but i told nobody about why our friendship uh had a falling out and so I was just, I was just like, I got nobody to tell, but I'm so excited about this. This she forgave me. This is amazing, and it was just one of those moments where I, you know, I finally felt redeemed that I could be uh, somebody's friend again because I felt guilty for the longest time um, for telling a secret, even though I was believed. I, uh, I believed that the guy that I accidentally told the secret to knew about the, what the situation was and uh, just uh, and just blurted it out. 
and it was just purely out of complete concern. And, uh, you know, I was, I was just, uh, you know, a little flustered about it, but breaking that trust really, it almost broke me for quite a long time. And, but when she said, I forgive you, I was just, Oh God, I feel better now. I don't feel like such an ass anymore. And she, uh, she understood where I was coming from. I always knew where she was coming from. And, uh, you know, it took her a little while, you know, uh, to, she told me it took her a little while for her to get over it, but, uh, she had since forgiven me for it. And I was like, okay, cool. And I was happy for her because, uh, she found a, uh, found a guy that didn't seem as toxic at first to me. And, uh, eventually she found out that she was pregnant. Now here's where, uh, the advice, the, you know, grow, uh, growing older and all of a sudden the advice starts coming out. Uh, she told me that she was pregnant and I went, Hey, congratulations. And she's like, yeah, I'm really happy. We're starting, uh, to getting things sorted out, getting, uh, get on with the health plan for the state and, I said, oh, well, that's great. I'm really happy for you. And uh, the the deal with it uh, was I was little concerned about her uh, current boyfriend, but he was still a decent guy. I mean, let's face it, people. You've all got that friend of the opposite sex or not necessarily the opposite sex. There's too many. There's a lot of choices. Uh you've got a friend of the alternate pronoun. No, I'm going to, I'm going to copyright that. That's pretty good. You got a friend of the alternate pronoun that, uh, you care about, uh, and no matter what, nobody who they date is going to be good enough for them. You, you're going to stand there and you're going to judge, but I kept my mouth shut about it because she seemed to be happy at the time. And, there was one day that where I finally got advice out, but I didn't run, uh, run and blab to my friends about it, uh, accidentally or purposely or anything was in, uh, in the bar that I worked at, we had video poker and her boyfriend at the time. Uh, I don't honestly haven't heard anything about them in years. They might be married now for all I know. Um, her boyfriend at the time uh, loved playing video poker. He would go to the small hole in the wall video poker only that referred to themselves as a deli. He'd go into the bars and uh, he would play uh, quite a bit. One day he uh, came up to her and said, hey, listen, I got a royal flush on one of the machines. Here's some money. Go out and buy some baby clothes. Buy whatever we need with that money for the baby. And she came into work that day glowing. She she told me what happened, and uh, she was getting ready to go to Target and go buy some baby stuff. And I was like, hey, that's great. That's, uh, that's really cool. And I had respect for him. Until maybe one or two days later, where she comes up to me and tells me that uh, he came up and said he needs that money back. Uh, and I was like, what? She goes, yeah, I was going to go out and buy baby stuff. And he, uh, right before I was about to go, he came up to me and said, listen, I need that money back. And I said, did he have a bad day on the machines? 
And she said, I think so. And it all of a sudden came out of me where I was, I just stopped in disappointment. And I looked at her and I said, listen, if he acts like this now, what's he going to be like when your baby's born? And then I had, she had a pause. I had a pause and I went, holy shit. I sound like my dad. You know what? You, you can forget about that. You can forget ever, ever that I said that. And she is, she started laughing and she's like, no, 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 it's okay. I need people in my life that will uh, say things like that. And, you know, eventually uh, she went on maternity leave and while she was on maternity leave, I got, uh, I was released from the company for uh, bullshit reasons. Of course, everybody that gets fired from whatever job, it's always bullshit reason. And, uh, when she got back from maternity leave, she, she is like, well, where's Anthony? And they, Oh, he got released. And, uh, she's like, dang, what did I miss? And you know, that, that was kind of funny to me, but eventually I did show up in town on time during her shift where her boyfriend and her baby, uh, who was, I think probably two, maybe three months old by this time. Um, were there and I, I wanted to meet the kid, you know, just, I want to see, I want to see the baby and the baby, uh, I walked up and I, uh, introduced myself. I said, hi, my name is Anthony. And it was, uh, one of those, uh, hallmark moments where all of a sudden the baby started to get up from the high chair and then, uh, her boyfriend picked up the baby and handed her to me. And, uh, the baby was just completely cool. Just sitting in my lap eating a pickle and, you know, just do do, you know? And I was just like, this is cool. And, <laughs> but unfortunately after that day, I never saw them again. Uh, I don't know what happened to them. I moved on from, uh, to different jobs and that particular bar closed. I think she eventually quit so she could spend more time with the baby. And, uh, uh, they, they moved on with their lives. I moved on with mine but, uh, you know, I, I felt uh, really good. I mean, the whole point of this story that I'm telling you is you, the when your coworkers are as close as the coworkers are or can be in a restaurant, you uh, are family. I mean, and family keeps secrets for each other. And that was a huge, huge, huge lesson for me. Because as the situation was for her back uh, back in the days of McDonald's, uh, as the situation was for her at the time, she really just needed somebody to confide in, and I needed to keep my mouth shut. And from that point on, I realized how sacred that trust is. And, you know, bartenders, servers, people tell, uh, people tell us stuff, that they wouldn't tell their psychologist. Uh, the only other job that's close to that is maybe a, a hairdresser. I mean, bartenders, we have alcohol, in my opinion, that is not to insult uh, the people that work in the hairstylist industry. Uh, you have all those goofy chemicals that uh, you put in people's hair that, uh, you know, could have an effect. But I'm not, uh, like I said, I'm not saying anything bad about people in, uh, that are beauticians or hairstylists or anything like that. But, dear God, that perm uh, solution smell? Jeez. 
or the acrylic smell or the, or the uh, nail polish remover. Oh, okay. I'm, uh, I'm going on a rant here. Um, but uh, being told a secret is usually uh, very sacred. And she helped me realize how sacred it is. And, you know, the way I should have handled it back in the days of McDonald's with that coworker was when he said, is it about this girl? And I, I should have said, no, no, it's nothing. Don't worry about it. Uh, because I wasn't, I, it wasn't my place to tell anybody at all. And, but you know, I went through the trouble. It weighed on my mind for a few years but when the day came that she forgave me for it, I was like, oh, thank God. Because I felt like shit for years and years about it. And, you know, I hope she's doing well right now. And, uh, you know, her, oh, God, that was uh, tw- almost 20 years ago. So her kid's probably uh, in college or something, or hopefully a trade school or something like that right now. But... Uh, I hope she's doing well or hope her uh, life is great and her kids are healthy and good. And uh, just remember people, I mean, people will come up to you and tell you secrets. And as you're, uh, you're the person that they told, you got to keep that secret for them because it's uh, very important. They needed to get it off their chest and it's not our business to tell anybody about it. And unless you know, uh, there, well, actually there should be no one less, but the funniest thing about some of the people that confided in me secrets was that they would tell me and say, please don't tell anybody. And I'd be like, you got it. I won't say a word to anybody. And then two, three days later, everybody knows. And immediately I want to wear a t-shirt and a big fucking neon sign above me that says, I told nobody, I did not do this. But no, they actually started telling people, and uh, and they were, they, it was almost like they used me as a soundboard. You know, I'm, I just want to talk talk to somebody about it, see how it sounds. And, but once again, it's a sacred oath or bond, you know, that where you say, I promise I will not tell anybody. Mostly because it's none of my business, and it's not my business to tell anybody else about it. Nobody else needs to know unless you tell them. Yeah. But it especially becomes a big problem when other people know there's a problem with that other person and they say, come on, you have to know something. And I say, no, I don't know anything. They're like, come on, you know something. And eventually I throw it down and I said, I might know something, but it's not my place to say anything about it. And if she wants you to know, She'll tell you. So there. So that's pretty much my uh, my thoughts on the whole thing. Everything, yes, I did wrong. She forgave me for it, thank God, because if she never forgave me for it, it would be still weighing on my shoulders to this day. And, uh, it, you know, I genuinely felt like a bad person for it. So anyway, that's enough of that. Look at that. It's last call, everybody. Last call for alcohol. Uh, I'm not coming out to the uh, coming out to the floor because everybody else is heading to the bar. So I'll just stay at the bar. If you want something, uh, get up here quick because I'm going to stop serving soon. 
Special thanks to Laura Hope and the Arctones for giving me the theme song, Dr. Bartender. Go check them out on Spotify, Apple Music, Bandcamp.com. They've got some great music, and like I've told you guys before, I'm a sucker for rockabilly. Special thanks to MixThatDrink.com for giving, well, letting me steal off the internet the candy cane cocktail recipe. Remember, if you try that, let me know what you thought about it. And uh, if you want to contact me, uh, you can either email me, dude, at heybartenderpodcast.com, or you can join up on my social media sites. Uh, I'm on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, all of them, at Hey Bartender Podcast. You can even DM me from there if you have a funny story or uh, something that's on your mind that you want to uh, get off your chest and you want to talk about it a little bit, just contact me and you we can either talk through it or we can talk about it on the show or uh, whatever. If you want to promote yourself, if you're a bartender server or some, you know, or uh, anything that in the service industry, I would love to have you as a guest on my show. So be sure to either email me, dude at heybartenderpodcast.com, or message me on Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok, all of those at Hey Bartender Podcast. Remember, people, let your customers know that you want them to come back and uh, so uh, make them drink responsibly. And then you drink responsibly yourself when you uh, get that shifter at the end of the shift. But make sure to join on the next episode of Hey Bartender Podcast where I interview Krista Dean from New York. She, uh, she's she been a bartender out there for some time, and she was a lot of fun to talk to. So make sure you tune into the next episode, episode 219, my interview with Krista underscore Dean. She, that's her handle on Instagram if you want to get a little information on her before the show. But. That's it for Hey Bartender Podcast this episode. And as always, people, I wish you all lots of love, lots of sex, lots of happiness. And remember, don't take any shit from anyone. Good night. What do you mean it's let's go? I just got here.